VP gone south, Canada's carbon tax, and alt-right craziness. I'm Noah Huey, and this is Under the Stars. Hello, and welcome back to another week of Under the Stars with Noah Huey. We're back, and this week, we've got some pretty interesting news. Um, first of all, again, again, I'm gonna remind you, check out the Patreon. You can help me eat, help support the show, and check out the website. You can you can find the Patreon on the website. I, I, I realized I haven't been mentioning... Uh, on the show that um, there are three subscription tiers for Under the Stars. There's the first one. It's completely free. It's called the Sanders subscription. You can access it by uh, getting to... You get uh, email notifications on new articles. Uh, You get uh, the weekly newsletter. Um, Then there's the Pelosi subscription. I think it's $5 a month for um, all that other stuff. The notifications, weekly newsletter... Um, you also get, uh, what did I say? Oh, you get the full episode of Under the Stars of Noah Huey. I can actually pull it up right now. It'll probably make it a lot easier if I just have it. I'm trying to remember it all. It's a waste of time. So I'm pulling up the website now. You can click the Become a Member link on our website. There's the Sanders subscription, the most basic subscription. You pay nothing for an email update on new articles on the website and a weekly newsletter. Then there's the Pelosi subscription. For this subscription, you pay $5 annually. Not annually. You pay $5 monthly for an email update on new articles for the website, a weekly newsletter, and the full episode of Under the Stars with Noah Huey, completely the non-YouTube version where it cuts off the video halfway through and you get to see the full thing. Um, there's, then there's the Ocasio-Cortez subscription. You can pay a mere 10 bucks monthly for an email update on new articles on the website, a weekly newsletter, the full episode of Under the Stars, access to the after show live stream, which only these subscribers can see, and you'll get to, you can debate me personally on the topics I talk about on the show, um, and you get the audio of the show the day before it premieres. You get to listen to the podcast the day before it even comes out. Uh, there's links here to explore the Patreon yourself, but if you hit the subscribe button, it'll lead you directly to the Patreon. Anyway, first bit of news. It's some pretty interesting stuff. First of all, how did we miss this? Finland, the entire government of Finland resigned over universal health care for all because as it turns out, they couldn't pay for it. No, no, universal health care for all is an excellent idea. Excellent, excellent. So, Finland's coalition government resigned on Friday, a month ahead of general elections, saying it could not deliver on a health care reform package that is widely seen crucial as securing long-term government finances. Which, if you don't know what that means... It means... Uh, healthcare systems across the, much of the developed world have become under an increasing stress in recent years as treatment costs soar and people live longer, meaning funeral workers are supporting more uh, uh, penis owners. I don't know why I'm having a hard time pronouncing that. Nordic countries, where comprehensive welfare is the cornerstone of the social model, have been among the most affected, but reform has been controversial and in Finland plans to cut costs and boost eventually have uh, stalled for years. What's ironic is, literally, two or three days before this happened, before this became a, a, a topic, uh, Bernie Sanders spending a lot of time going, We should become like Finland. That will be great. Finland is the best country in the world. So awesome, I could just move to it. And then a few days later, this happened, by the way, back in March. This happened uh, March 8th. So almost exactly a month ago. Um... I just find it incredible. Incredible! People praise healthcare for all, then Finland's government resigns, and nobody talks about it. I didn't see any articles. 
Maybe I was just not there at the time. Maybe I wasn't looking. Okay, but I did not see a lot of news about this. So either I just missed it, and you can let me know, but either I just missed it, or people are purposely not talking about it because the media doesn't want to say, oh, universal health care for all caused this entire country's government to resign? Ha! Huh, can't talk about that. You know, media outlets don't want to talk about that, especially places like CNN and, and, and well, a little bit of Fox now, but, um, you know, it... They don't want to talk about it. Democrats don't want to talk about that. No. No. I'm surprised Republicans didn't spend time hashing it for a while. And maybe it's because it wasn't directly a cause uh, of the universal health care for all, but that definitely was a huge part of it. Um, they couldn't afford to do it. Ha! Huh, what a surprise. So, that was just... I'm surprised we... that Either I missed that or... Uh, that wasn't that big of a deal, evidently. Our next piece of news... This is... This is a very interesting one. Laura Loomer and Milo Yiannopoulos snap at Ben Shapiro over his use of the phrase alt-right. I'm pulling up the specific posts from Instagram. This is Laura Loomer's post. If you don't know, Laura Loomer is a journalist. She's definitely kind of alt-right. Now, for, let, let, me, let me make something clear. Um, let me put it this way. If you don't already know, there's right and then there's alt-right. Alt-right is probably right to the extreme. And I think it's fair to say Laura Loomer is pretty alt-right. She's pretty, pretty, like, big about that. You know, tough, loud, uh, doesn't like to act, to speak, likes to yell at you. You know, Laura Loomer's the kind of person who, uh, if you're arrested for something or she wants to confront you, she doesn't do it, um, in an intelligent way, really. She's not stupid, you know, she's not stupid, she's definitely, I think, right in most of her views, but, um, it, she's more like gonna come up with you with a phone, yelling at your face, trying to get the answers from you. She's kind of like that little, um, that little, what is it, um, like that dog that won't just stop yapping for a few minutes, and I think people like Laura Loomer kind of make the right look bad. Um, nothing against them, there's nothing wrong with them, it's just they're crazy sometimes. Um, anyways, The Economist made an article saying Ben Shapiro was alt-right. First of all, no, that's not true. Um, alt-right, like I said, is the Laura Loomer type. Definitely the Laura Loomer type. Now, let's see. The Economist said, inside the mind of Ben Shapiro, the alt-right sage with the rage econ. Okay, uh, uh, Ben Shapiro said, this is a vile lie. Not only am I not alt-right, I'm probably their leading critic on the right. I was the number one target of their hate 2016 online, according to ADL data. I demand a retraction. Rightfully so, in my opinion. Laura Lumar on Instagram says, I swear to God, at official Ben Shapiro might just be the biggest shyster out there. Ben, how come it is only vile when people call you alt-right? Remember when you called me alt-right on MSNBC and on your website? That's because you all are, are alt-right. Again, alt-right is you! It's the people that walk up with their phones and yell at you for their cause! They're not wrong in what they're thinking, it's just how they're expressing their views is a little on the crazy side. You know? I definitely, I, I like Laura Loomer. I like most of her journalism, and she can be pretty, as Ben would say, epic at certain times. But, the thing is though, I'm learning a lot of people on the right don't like him, a lot of people especially alt-right people, uh, a lot of people who, I don't know, they just don't like him. I'm not one of those people. I genuinely like Ben Shapiro. I, I like the way he words his 
things. I, I like his intelligence. I like just the way he is. A lot of people don't like him because he's not a mobster, you know? He doesn't join the crowd of right-wing people when they're, you know, yelling. You know, he doesn't do that. He kind of stands at a more, slightly more intellectual point. There, there are times when I question that. But, you know... Then Laura Luma says, you know, how come it was only bad when people call you alt-right, but when you call me alt-right, it's, well, it's because you are. Because all, if you're not alt-right, then please do explain, and I'll, I'll try and show some of the posts I'm doing, then please do explain, let me make sure I find the right one so I'm not, let's see, here we go. Oh, she's, this is where her at Fleckus. Eh, this is the wrong video. However, that is that is that is good. There, there's here we go. There is this it? Or is this just something else? No, here you go. Here we go. This is this is definitely all right. She spent her time. Uh, she's again. There's nothing wrong with being alt right. It's just. A lot of alt-right-ish people tend to uh, do what Laura Luna does. She protests the same exact way a lot of leftists do. Instead of just viewing it from, you know, the way Ben Shapiro does it, usually. Don't, don't take this literally. If you take this literally and you take this to heart, then you're a really, really pathetic person, okay? Don't take everything people... If you really don't like what someone says, just ignore it, whatever. But... The way Ben Shapiro usually does, and the way I, I like doing it, is if someone says something I don't like, I talk about it on my, on my little stupid podcast, whatever. Um, I don't really talk about it much after that. Um, after that, I just kind of sit back and watch. People like Laura Loomer do what people on the left do all the time. They, want, they go straight up to the place they don't like, and they kind of are a little bit annoying. And Laura Loomer does this all the time. It's funny, and it's cool at certain times, and, it, and it, it's... Not extremely courageous, but it is definitely a little courageous. Here's a video of her with Michael Avenatti. There's a lot of photos from when he was arrested. And this is 90% of her photos that you'll find of Laura Loomer. A photo of her holding her phone up, face-to-face -face with the guy. That is definitely alt-right. It's not a lie. Um, again, it's not extreme, but then again, she is a journalist. So there's another thing. There is, that, that's another thing about journalists, though. Journalists do that. And so that's why if... Well, I shouldn't say this. Um, that's wrong. But not that part, but what I was about to say in my head. Um, but that's definitely true in that sense. Laura Loomer is definitely not just right. She's definitely alt-right. She's willing to go to an extreme that I think a lot of people... Not a lot of people, but a good number of people in the right aren't going to do. You know, go walk straight up in the face of their enemies and yell at them. That's what a lot of uh, people who are right-wing here in the South do. If you don't agree with, you know, where I live, uh, if you don't agree with the people in the right, nine times out of ten, you're going to end up either them yelling at you or fist-fighting you. That's what we call alt-right. Maybe that's different to these people, but that's what I call alt-right. Getting up in people's faces and bugging them, that's alt-right to me. Maybe that's not to you, but to me, that's alt-right. Because the right... Does, shouldn't need to do that. Because a lot of the time, the right tends to be correct in most of their stances. Not all the time, but in most of their stances, at, at least of recent date. So, when you do stuff like that, it doesn't matter. And again, 
she doesn't really need to care, but at the same time, she's a journalist, so she covers this stuff. Milo Yiannopoulos also made a post about this on Instagram. He doesn't like him. He doesn't like Ben Shapiro as well. Um, um, let's see. Let's see. Uh, here we go. Here's a, this is, he quoted a uh, thing written by Ben Shapiro. On Friday evening, alt-right Trump supporters invaded Shakespeare in the park, interrupted the performance. It went, this was talking way back in 2017. This was talking about uh, all that stuff. Okay, so Milo says, when it comes to throwing around the phrase alt-right as a general purpose insult, little Benji is one of the absolute worst offenders. Fenders. Problem is, alt-right is that. That is alt-right. Alt-right does not, does not, like, act reasonable. That's the whole point. Alt-right is these kind of people that are willing to go to extremes that a lot of people on the right aren't willing to go to. Uh, Loomer herself commented on this. Um... Uh, here's the reason why the alt-right is anti-Jewish, his behavior. The alt-right is anti-Jewish because they're the alt-right. The alt-right tends to be the people that sometimes actually are legitimately racist. There's another bit here. Yeah, yeah, here, it's that, it's that tweet again. Um, it's not, and that's not always the case. Do not think I'm saying the alt-right is racist all the time. I know in 2019 people love to twist words into a million different meanings when that's not what they mean. Because people love to get what they want out of someone. Whether it be you uh, bully them into them, or you twist their words and you say, so that's what you think. So, no. The alt-right is not racist. But a lot of the time, the alt-right can be racist. And just against Jewish people, just to be Jewish, against Jewish people. I've got someone I know who's definitely alt-right, who genuinely believes there should never be a woman in office as the president, in the presidency. That's alt-right. And these people are willing to go to extremes that I would never go to because I don't think there's any need to. You know, I don't think I should have to go and stand on a screen of some show that makes it look like President Trump is looks like Julius Caesar and he gets killed on stage. I should not have to stand on that stage and scream, "This is bad!" Because this is that's what leftists do. People on the left, on a large number, you know, the libtards. That's what libtards do. So when we do it. It's not, that's not just right wing. The right wing, you're just, because when you do that, you're just putting yourself up to the same standards as the left. And a lot of people who are not incredibly intelligent on the right like to go, well, if they can do it, we can do it too. And I'm like, no, that's exactly what they want you to do, retard. Okay? You don't need to get up there and do what they're doing. It looks better if you, if you act more mature than them. Maybe not in the moment, but overall, it'll make you look better. But these people don't seem to want to believe that. Nothing against Milo, nothing against Laura Loomer. I like both of them. But I do not condone behavior like standing on an anti-Trump thing and shouting. She, there's no way she shouted Nazis. But there, I don't believe in, in, in stuff like that. The right should not have to do that. The right should not put themselves up to the same, or I guess lower themselves to these same standards of just yelling at your enemies and annoying your enemies. Instead of being annoying, sit back, just speak about it, make a podcast, record a video. But you, you shouldn't have to physically go down there and do what they're doing because then you're just stooping down to the level that a lot of leftists want you to stoop on because then they can generalize the entire right wing on that. And a lot of alt-right people don't like hearing this because they want to think they're not alt-right. If you're alt-right, you usually don't like don't think about it that way. You usually don't think of yourself as alt-right until 
people start explaining to you what alt-right really means. At least to them. I Sometimes I feel like my version of alt-right is a little different than most people's, but they're close. There's a comment There's a comment here that I want to ring, uh, read because it looks interesting. It says, Milo, we love you, but on the Ben Shapiro front, I think no one would argue that it's just an area to stay away from. Little Benji is probably the single strongest debater in the entire side of the right-wing politics, so if you want a conservatism to spread, then you should do nothing but promote him and leave your petty differences aside. Exactly. At the end of the day, alt-right or not, you agree on, you tend to agree on most things. Why should you care if he says that people yelling on a stage during a performance and interrupting a show that people paid to go see to just because over some political crap? Leftists do it all the time. Crazy libtards do it all the time. So when you do it, does that just make you a moderate right-wing person? No. That is definitely alt-right. And there's no way you can try and dismiss it as just right-wing. Because then you're doing the one thing that a lot of leftists want right-wingers to do. They want right-wingers to do that kind of stuff. They want right-wingers to stoop down to a level that makes them look kind of pathetic. Because then they can go, THIS IS THE RIGHT-WING! They yell at performances! They get up in your face and they annoy you! You know? But if you don't do that, if you do something like Ben Shapiro does and you just speak about it and you go to colleges and you're just as peaceful as you can be, they get mad! And then they do what your Laura, Laura Loomer, I suppose, is trying to do. And people don't like that, unless people are on the alt-right. So, you can tell who's alt-right and who's just right, you know. Alt-right people are the ones that got mad. Nothing against them. Nothing against them in any way, shape, or form. It's just... I do not condone being annoying, because being annoying isn't going to win. Being annoying is not going to prove you right. It only makes it look like you don't have enough evidence to prove you right, so you're kind of just being annoying and hoping that they'll shut up and just agree with you. Which is one thing that the left loves to do. Loves to do it! And they love it even more when you do it. Because when you do it, then it makes it so much easier for them to go, the right wing sucks. Because then they can generalize on that. Just like how I think a lot of the time Republicans generalize on how a large number of leftists do that. Sure, there are plenty of leftists that are insane and will yell at you for having a different opinion. But I know plenty of liberals and plenty of leftists leftists who are at least open to the idea of talking. A little bit. And we generalize that all liberals are like, th are like these people that stand up and yell at events that they don't like. Even though that's not true in any way. And it's not true over here. We both have groups. Do I think on the left it's a little larger than on the right? Yeah. But that's okay. It doesn't matter. What matters is those people within their own ideologies need to get along, and then all of us as two separate ideologies need to get along. It would make everything so much easier. North Carolina State Legislature, we have it set up to where there's almost always a diversified government. People who are uh, representing multiple different, like our executive branch, I mean. North Carolina State Executive Branch is diversified. It's got, I think, seven, right? I don't know. It's it split. It's split up. And what's good about that is we've got different people representing all opinions so that we can come to a conclusion that will help everyone, or at least help as many people as possible. Federal government doesn't do this, which I think is the dumbest thing ever, okay? Federal government does not do this one simple thing that I think would be so good for the American people. It's always like Democrats, 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 or Republican, Republican, Republican. It's a load of crap. It's dumb. It should not happen. It, it's just, it's stupid. So, that's that.
I'd like to remind you again, check out the Patreon. To support the show or check out the website, you'll find the Patreon there. You just hit the Become a Member thing. Sanders subscription, it's free for stuff. Pelosi subscription, $5 monthly, so on and so forth. We already know all this stuff. I've said it so many times. Check out the Patreon. And if you're interested in seeing the full, unedited video of Under the Stars, either pay the $5 monthly for this, or you can pay the $10 monthly, get the full show, access to the live show, and the episode before it even comes out. And I don't mean the video. I do mean the audio, though. You do get the free audio. Or the audio the day before it comes out. It's awesome. Anyway, ne next topic. Ex-Vice President and Presidential Candidate Joe Biden accused of sexual misconduct. And a lot of video and photo evidence is supporting this. So recently, Lucy Flores came out. Quote, I want Joe Biden to acknowledge what he did was wrong. Uh, first of all, on this clip, I do not remember this host's name, but he looks really tired and old now. Um, like most people at CNN do, now that they realize that there's no collusion. They're getting gray hairs. Lucy Flores, a Nevada state legislator who this weekend accused former Vice President Joe Biden of inappropriately touching and kissing her at a campaign stop in 2014, told CNN Sunday morning that she came forward because she wants Biden to change his behavior and acknowledge it was wrong. Lucy Flores, a quote, yes, of course, I want him to change his behavior and I want him to acknowledge it was wrong, end quote. Uh, oh, no, there's more, sorry. Quote again, I want this to be a trigger discussion about how there's no accountability structure within our political space, either for instances in which women feel that there was inappropriate behavior or more serious instances and allegations of sexual assault, etc. We are not protected in politics. That is one thing that, though sounds kind of like, women, you know, it, it honestly is kind of true. The thing about a lot of men in politics is you've got two types. You've got the one type that's really nice, really respectful to women, really good, you know, they just want to do good things for the country. Those are the people that the rest of them kill off or try and shut up. Then there's the career politicians who kind of let the power get to their head and they're like, oh, oh, what's that? I'm the vice president? Oh, yes! Let's molest all the eight-year-olds. And that's what Joe Biden did. Joe Biden, I love his new nickname, Creepy Uncle Joe. Like, I will pull up photos now. If you just search up Joe Biden, Spelled it wrong. Biden. Okay. Let's look at these images, okay? Yada, 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 yada. Okay, there's mostly a bunch of sad pictures of him. We've got all these pictures. Joe Biden grabbing girls and women, both old and young, by the arm, behind the back, by the shoulders, leaning in, smelling their hair. And then often trying to lean in for a kiss. And there are plenty of videos where girls try and get away from Creepy Uncle Joe. But he will not have it. He just will not have it. And now the guy's trying to run for president. Now, of course, Alyssa Milano. That poor, stupid little actress. Or is that what she is? I don't even know what she is anymore. Is she an actress? I don't know. Everyone just calls her an activist. I call her really annoying. <laughs> That's what I call her. <laughs> but, um... Of course she's standing up to him because she doesn't actually care about women. She only cares about her political ideologies. Now, I, I actually used to follow Joe Biden's Instagram. I stopped after realizing how many women were actually uh, helped by him and how many weren't. Um, but he's trying to go like, Shoot, I will release a video where I apologize and I will respect women's spaces more. I'm like, no. 
So, on my Instagram, I shared the photo, and I was like, a president, the president, a possible candidate for president, should not have to apologize for acting inappropriately with women and young little girls. He should not have to take it. What? He should not have to make a video and a post and a tour and three other videos and a million interviews. The a presidential candidate should not have to apologize for acting inappropriately with women and girls. It is outrageous. He should have never done it in the first place. Now you could say, oh, it's just a simple mistake. Really? How come it wasn't a simple mistake every other time a white male did it, huh? How come it's only because Joe Biden is? Hmm? Hmm? How come it's suddenly just dismissible? It's stupid. And a load of crap, and now I really don't want him to win the presidency or even get the Democratic nomination. If he gets the nomination, I'm going to be a little upset. The eight. It's just really, really annoying. Because we have all these activists who are like, I'm pro-woman and I believe her. And then the minute a woman says someone they liked or someone they agree with politically says says that they did something inappropriate with them, they're like, oh, oh, they're just crazy. Huh? They're just crazy. He's fine. It was just a simple mistake. You don't actually care about women. You care about your own political ideologies. Meanwhile, there are those of us who are like, no, no, this guy shouldn't be president. And they're like, oh, you're just, you're just hateful, aren't you? You're just hateful. It gets on my nerves. Because there are those of us who actually respect women and actually care about the safety of all women and all people. And when we try to defend them, we're suddenly met painted out of the, oh, you're just a racist. You're just a sexist. You just hate women. No! I just don't like people who touch women inappropriately and try to run for president after that. This just, it burns me. It burns me. Because it shows so much how the left does not actually care 90% of the time about believing women. They usually now seem to only care about believing people who agree with them. We even have Elizabeth Warren saying, I believe Lucy Flores. We have Elizabeth Warren. Now, of course, that kind of makes sense, though. She is trying to go up against Joe Biden, so she's probably going to do anything to get anyone out of her way, which is a little stupid. Um, Whatever. It's a smart tactic. I'll give her that. It's a pretty smart tactic, you know. She's using everything she can so that she gets the nomination. So, kudos to that. You know, she there's her little thing. Um, but it's, it just grinds my gears. Grinds them real hard when people do this. Someone they agree with politically does something inappropriate or has been doing things inappropriately for years... Someone goes, hey, guys, this is kind of inappropriate. All of these photos are kind of inappropriate. And the left just goes, oh, it's just a simple mistake. We're all human. I th How come Justice Kavanaugh isn't human, huh? How come we just wanted him to die for some reason? It's all about the policy. A lot, a lot, not all, but a lot of people on the left don't actually care about the people they say they care about. They care about voting opportunities. Well, here's the thing. Most of their politicians care about the voting opportunities. Everyone else doesn't really care. But as a general spectrum, again, there's always an exception. Don't twist me up, but there's always an exception. But as a general spectrum, the left doesn't care about the people they say they care about. It's always about having that opportunity for voters, having people agree with them all the time, having people that just 
want guns to die, you know, stuff like that. It's never about actual human experiences and believing things that kind of make sense. There are so many photos and videos of, of creepy Uncle Joe doing these things to women and girls, people underage, people overage, it, everyone. He just goes after everyone. For years and years and years and years, we've got years of footage of him doing this. And then, one person comes up, and people either say, people either use it as a political tactic to get, so that they can get the Democratic nomination, as Elizabeth Warren did, or they just say, oh no, she's crazy. It's just a simple mistake. What? When I saw that thing, that post, because I, I did follow Joe Biden for a little while. I liked him. He was, I thought he was okay. You know, he's like, oh, he's a cute little old man. I see this post. I hear this news. I see the post and he's like, oh, I'll apologize for it though. <laughs> I'll apologize. Unfollowed. I don't want to see that. How, how, how can you just take it? How can people who just are like, oh, he apologized guys. Let's just take the apology. People who do that are people who don't care. People who don't actually support women. Because if you did, you take a moment and listen to what she says and go off the piles and piles of video evidence of unwanted physical talk contact between the vice president and so many women and children. And you think, you think he's just going to sit down and go, sorry, and take it? You're just going to take it like that? It's disgraceful. It absolutely disgraceful. You can see how much it makes me mad. But my anger's only gonna go out, not gonna go past this room. I have a, this this main philosophy in life, okay? No matter how angry I am on the inside, I keep it in. Because nobody should have to see that. That's an embarrassing part of me. I get mad pretty quick. I get mad over stupid things. If my camera died right now, if it's dead and you're only listening to audio now, if my camera died or if it stopped recording or something, I'd look at it, I'd probably get mad and throw the phone across the room a few times. Punch it, you know, stuff like that. And th that's a side of me no one needs to see. But I'll be honest about it. But the thing is, that's a side of me that I try to work on. Okay? The, my general philosophy is that the version of me that I want everyone to see in the public is my best version. I'm not saying that my real version isn't the complete opposite of that. I'm not saying I'm trying to two-face you guys. All I'm saying is that when I'm out there, I want to be the happiest person I can be. I want to be the person, the best person I can be and lift other people up. So that less people feel like I do when I'm by myself. You know, get mad quick. Sometimes feel sad, you know. I'm not as, as outgoing as a lot of people see me at school. And I'm not even that outgoing at school. You know, but I do what I do and I keep these things that honestly make me want to flip this desk. I keep that inside me because that's an ugly side of me that nobody needs to see. I'll describe it to you all day. I'll tell you, I'll tell you over and over and over again. Gosh, I'm so mad. I want to punch this wall, but I don't because it's immature. It's a little inappropriate, not in a turn like a sexual way, but it's like just inappropriate in general. And overall, it's just not very adult-like. And I know I'm only 15, but let's face it, I'm... My childhood, I left behind when I was 12. The, the child in me died, and I'm pretty sure I killed it. So... But... My general 
philosophy in life is be the best person you can be and make everyone feel better about anything as much as you can sometimes you just can't sometimes you just won't that's just how life works but try at least try a little bit and if you can't try a little bit then don't even don't even toy with the idea because then you're just going to make them mad keep these childish thoughts of punching walls and flipping desks keep those inside of you and take them out in like a pillow Take them out on a pillow, yell at your phone, sit there and rant about it on your broadcast, you know? Do something that will help you get rid of this anger. For at least, at least express it in a, in a healthy way. But do not do things that are going to hurt you or other people because it's just, one, immature, and two, unsafe. And these are things that I don't think people need to express. They should be able to describe them, you know, like I am now. Again, I do not think you should try and hide that completely from everyone, but I do think you shouldn't have to uh, express it physically to people. Express it verbally. Describe to them how, yeah, I often get so mad I flip my desk, I throw things at the wall, you know. I have to fix my wall like five times a week. But don't show them. Don't show them that side of you. Express it. You know, if it slips out, it slips out. That's just how life works. Say la vie. That's life, you know. That's what all the people say. Um, but try your best to be the best person because being the best, most happy person you can be is going to make your life so much better. Again, reminder, check out the Patreon. Support the show. Check out the website. You got the three subscription tiers. I described them to you at the beginning of the show. So if you just skip to this moment in time on the YouTube video or you just skip to it if you've already done it, if, you, if you're on a YouTube video and you just skip to this moment on accident, go back to the beginning. Because, first of all, that's lazy. I already talked about some pretty cool stuff, so if you've skipped the video in the YouTube video, shame on you. Second of all, I'm not going to explain this five times in a row. However, you should definitely check it out. One, it helps, it helps give me money. And two, it helps you get a lot of pretty cool stuff. I'm not going to lie. So, next piece of news. On Monday, Canada had a hilarious carbon tax put into effect. I follow a lot of the conservatives in Canada. I follow Justin Trudeau, just because I like following people who I disagree with usually. However, most of them I follow on Twitter because I like seeing what they say instead of seeing what they can take pictures of. So a federal carbon tax kicked in for Ontario, Saskatchewan, Manitoba, and New Brunswick. People in these cities will be paying more for gasoline and heating fuel on Monday with the federal government's carbon tax begins in provinces that refuse to impose their own emissions pricing. The federal tax is $20 a ton for this year and is set to increase $10 annually until it reaches $50 a ton in April 2022. The starting rate adds 4.4 cents to the price of a liter of gas, about 4 cents to a cubic meter of natural gas, and also drives up the cost of propane, butane, and aviation fuel. Um, there is uncertainty about how the widespread impact will be, how um, businesses will receive rebate, rebates, and whether the tax will survive and survive court challenges underway uh, to the rebel provinces. Um, Todd Lewis, president of the Ag Agricultural Producers Association of Sas Saskatoon, said, said, while farm fuel is exempt from the carbon tax, the levy does apply to used commercial trucks and trains moving grain off farms and bringing seed and seed the equipment and equipment i mean quote as we move our commodities we're going to increase cost simple as that in quote lewis said in an interview um 
another quote, there's no way for us to pass these coasts along. If you're a grocery store or a dry cleaner, if your costs go up, you can pass them along to the consumers, but we participate in a world market, end quote. The business community also has unanswered questions. The federal government has yet to reveal details about programs to rebate some of the, create some of the increased costs faced by small and medium-sized businesses. It goes on to explain this uh, even more to, an, uh, to a more extent. Um... I think it's ridiculous. I'm. It makes me glad that America dodged that bullet when we almost had a carbon tax put in place in a lot of people, um, or in a lot of places. I don't know why I said people. Um, overall, I think we dodged a bullet when we didn't do that, um, and I feel bad for these cities that are going to have to pay more. Luckily, it's you. It's generally businesses. I think that are going to have to pay more. But the problem is that means you're probably. There's a very good chance you may very well not get your stuff in time. Listen. Global warming is real. The climate is going to need to be fixed. But it's not going to end in the next 12 years and a carbon tax isn't going to help. It's only going to make everything more expensive. It's going to make it very hard to do things anymore. And, you know, the air will be clean a little bit. But people are going to be poor. And that's the main problem. People can't enjoy life. Well, no, let me be honest. They can. They can enjoy life if they wanted to with no money. But, um, let's face it, a lot of people like to spend money to enjoy life. Okay? We can't just run away from this fact. Uh, as of this current state of the world, not just America, but the entire world, spending money, at least in a lot of Western uh, society, is very important when it comes to having fun. Don't get me wrong. You can spend a little bit of money, like pay for an entry fee into a park or something. But... I don't think a carbon tax is going to be very good on their pockets, on businesses' pockets, which is going to make it harder for businesses to, you know, get the stuff they need and give it back to the stuff. Like he said, you know, these places and grocery stores and stuff can put it on their customers or on their consumers, but that's not a very good thing because consumers aren't going to like you anymore. They're going to stop buying from you. They're going to start moving out. People are going to start moving out of these cities. Um, at least that would be my guess. At least I, that's how, I'm sure that's how it would work here. Um, and that's just my hypothesis. Sorry about that. As I was saying, the environment is very important, but I don't think this carbon tax is going to be a great addition to help. Our last piece of news, at least for now, Trump cuts aid to three Central American countries, and Fox News calls it three Mexican countries, despite the fact that's not what they are. So, Trump cut aid to three Central American countries. Uh, this picture is... Trump cuts aid to Central American countries as migrant crisis deepens. So... There are three separate caravans on their way up to the border right this very second. Um, he tried to get these three countries. Uh, let's see if I can find the names of them. Yes. Uh, El Salvador, Guatemala, and Honduras. He asked them, hey, guys, could you, like, stop them? Maybe we can stop them from getting up here so we don't have a million uh, illegals trying to just break in. They said, eh, no thanks. And so the U.S. government cut aid to El Salvador, Guatemala, and Honduras. That was on Saturday after President Trump blasted the Central American countries for sending migrants to the United States and threatened to shutter the U.S.-Mexico border. Uh, a surge of asylum seekers from the three countries have sought to enter the United States across the southern border in recent days. On Friday, Trump accused the nations of having a set-up migrant caravan and sent them north. <laughs> this is why sometimes Trump should just not talk. <laughs> I definitely don't believe that these countries are like, oh yeah, that would show them. 
send migrant caravans. I definitely don't believe that. But I also don't believe that we should have left our aid with them. Because if they're not going to help us, why should we help them? I mean, seriously, guys, you can't... You don't need police officers and stuff like that to stop them. It, it, well, actually, you might. <laughs> but, you know, just do your best to be like, Hey, guys, are you planning on going through asylum? Or are you just going to just break in? And they're like, oh, we're just going to break in. That's when you stop them, you know. Um, it's a pretty simple topic. I, I don't think I need to spend too much time on it. Um, you know, just, they shouldn't have done that, and now we've got over a million immigrants on their way, and experts are suggesting that we may very well have over a million immigrants enter the U.S. by the end of the year. Um, that's just that. <laughs> that's just that. Leave it there. That's all I can say. Um, build the wall and starve them economically, and maybe we can do something about that. Anyway... Final segment of the day, it's it, it's and I care because it's been a well over a week, Democrats. Give it a rest. They still are calling for the release of the Mueller report, despite the fact despite the fact that it doesn't have anything. So the House Judiciary Committee pl committee plans to vote Wednesday to authorize subpoenas now in, to obtain the full report of the special counsel Robert S. Mueller III escalating uh, a feud with the Justice Department over a lengthy document detailing findings about the Russian interference in the 2016 presidential election. Uh, Gerald Nadler, chairman of the House Judiciary Committee, announced plans on Monday for the panel's vote, which would take a day after the deadline to the committee for set Attorney General William P. Barr to share the report. What they don't seem to understand, they, what they, they can't get it through their thick skulls, is that one, it's illegal to release certain things. Two, he promised he would release the, the stuff he can release. And three... He didn't lie. Just because he doesn't agree with you does not mean, and he didn't find anything, does not mean that he was that he was lying or trying to delude you, you know. But they keep accusing him of, oh, he's just on their side. He's just trying to do this. And so, they are trying to get the subpoena. I'm pretty sure they ordered it and had it put up. I'm pretty sure that's been approved. I don't remember anymore. Um, because that's today, that today's the day they plan on voting, so I don't know if they've voted yet, but I'm sure they have, it's 6 o'clock. Um, so, we're just gonna have to see, just gonna have to see how it turns out, if it already has happened, because you know these episodes are filmed on Wednesdays, um, if it turns out it just turned out the way it may, well, it doesn't matter, because there's nothing in there. I'm fully sure that William Barr did not lie. It is his job to not lie. And I'm hoping that he did not put his bias in this. And if he did, and if he did, Robert Mueller would have called him out already. He did it last. He did it when some people said that there was sufficient evidence to prove Trump caused um, collusion. He was like, no, 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 no. I don't have any sufficient evidence yet. I'm still trying. So I'm sure, had Barr lied, Mueller would have already tried to call him out for it. Republicans would have been like, oh, you're just trying to say that, you know. Because that seems to be the thing. Again, it's this whole Republican-Democrat feud. It's annoying. Nobody cares. Nobody cares. Okay? That's why I love North Carolina's executive branch and just most of North Carolina's government in general. Because we've got people representing each opinion, and it works. For the most part, it works. You know, we get things that work, and it helps. So, and it's just it's just this, this general idea that one party has to rule over everything. It's gonna be Democrats over everything. It's not gonna be Republicans over everything. No, it doesn't. 
No, it doesn't. Turns out that's not true. Um, but they want to do that. I wish the federal government worked more like it does here on the state level. Because on the state level, things are slightly better. Not gonna lie. We're doing okay. We've got equal representation. But nobody wants to work with anyone. We need another president like George Washington whose cabinet had equal representation in everything. Because every president ever since him, second president to the 45th, have always hired yes-men who just do what they say. That's not going to go anywhere. That's only going to go in the place you want it to go. We need more equal representation. Nobody's going to do that, though. Not for a very, very, very long time, if ever. So, we need more people in office who are willing to have more diversified opinions because then the American people can actually thrive. And that is supposed to be the goal of the U.S. government. But they've spent 200 years changing that. They spent 200 years taking away the word constitutional republic and calling it a democracy. Democracy dies. Democracy's dead. It killed itself. Literally, some of the founding fathers of the United States have said democracy does not last forever. We are a constitutional republic. And we were supposed to be that forever. But over 200 years, our U.S. government has taken this idea and gone, no, 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 we're just a democracy, just a democracy. And now we've got this political game that's not fun and boring. And it's doing nothing for nobody. We've had good policies passed. Do not get me wrong. But it could be even better. And that's what I strive to do. As a person, as someone who wants to be a politician one day, as someone who just cares, and something I hope you will strive to do as well. I encourage my viewers, whether Democratic or Republican, to look into the full research and just hear everyone out. Everyone has a right to believe crazy stuff. Is it stupid? Maybe. But they have a right to believe it. That's what makes this country beautiful. And I think it would be even more beautiful if we had people in office who were okay with having diversified cabinets. Cabinets, everything. If we could just not care who has more control over the House or over the Senate, if we had people who weren't so loyal, it's okay to be loyal to your party, but really so loyal that you only vote for the guy in your party? This type of stuff is destroying the country. Often people don't know the policies and don't want to look into the policies and don't want to do their own research. They're just like, oh, I'll just vote for the Republican or I'll just vote for the Democrat. Do the research. Believe me, you will be much happier if you do the research on each candidate and go, okay, I like them or no, nah, I don't really agree with them. It would make this country so much more beautiful. It would be the way the forefathers intended, but nobody wants to do that anymore. We all want to be so loyal to our parties that don't matter. I blame this on Andrew Jackson. This is all his fault. No, that's just, that's my joke. But, you know, he was the one that split up the Democratic-Republican Party in the United States. Um, but these parties are destroying this country. It's not bad to have these parties, but it's also not good to have them want to control everything. To only care about the parties. Again, not bad to have them, but it would be better if we could intertwine people in them, make it more diversified. We could have reasonable debates and we could actually get stuff done for everyone, not just our constituents, but everyone. That is my final message today. I don't know if the camera died or stopped recording because it had like thir 13 minutes left on it, so I don't know how long I went. But that's all for today's episode, whether it be 30 minutes or 40 minutes or an hour long, I don't care. That was this week's episode. Thanks so much for listening. Remember, go check out the website. You can access the Patreon and get so many cool things. You can, it, It's just awesome. It's great. My opinion only. Like, just please do it. I think it'll be really good. Thanks so much for listening. I'm Noah Huey. You watched or listened to Under the Stars. Thanks so much.